For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. It's Wednesday the 16th of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Dan McHugh here. I'm joined by Shad Wicker. Mate, you've got all sorts of shows all over the place. Yeah, mate, I've got, I'm excited. I'm, uh, I've got a couple of shows at the Good Chat Comedy Festival happening in September. Just before I head on holidays, Dan, uh, doing my great show, Shad and Pete Save the World, the late night cult classic, write down your problems, put them in the bucket, let myself, Pete, and some special guests solve them for you. If you're in Brisbane, that's where the shows are at, on Caxton Street, uh, we've got Ian Dicko Dixon as one of our guests to help get real pissed after 10 o'clock and uh, solve your problems for you. I've had a few drinks of Dicko in the past, uh, Dan, and um, look, they say loose lips sink ships. Well, he's taken down a whole armada. Uh, Who's so- Ian Dixon? Dicko from Australian Idol. Oh, I thought his name was Mark Dixon for some reason. No, that's the, that's the touchdown guy who we would have preferred, but don't tell Dicko that. <laughs> but that's going to be fun. That's 15th of September. Uh, 16th, I'm doing a new solo show. It's called What Is This? Uh, because I'm just kind of figuring it out at the moment. Uh, and then I'm back in Melbourne in November. Just got announced doing probably the last run of my show, How I Almost Killed a Guy. Um, pretty self-explanatory title. That is at Comedy Republic. If you want to get tickets, at uh, Wicked Shad on Insta, just look me up. Uh, all the tickets are on the link tree there. For you to come and catch me live. Mate, half an hour later, you know ads are only meant to go for 30 seconds, right? I know, mate, but I'm going to Europe in <laughs> September and I need the money, bro. <laughs> anyway, look, we've got plenty in sport. Okay, in today's show, we're going to be talking about the Women's World Cup, the FIBA Basketball World Cup, AFL, NRL, American football and more. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with Cellade, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a cell aid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your cell aid at cellaid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D.io. Uh, having a look at the Women's World Cup, Shad Spain have reached their first ever Women's World Cup final after beating Sweden 2-1. Yeah, great win for the Spaniards. Their first one, as you said, which is exciting. Another great little bit of a story. I think because you've got Spain in the name, people didn't realise how, you know, kind of like an underdoggy kind of story this was. You know what I mean? Because we're used to the big names we know in the more recent World Cup in the men's that you kind of forget that those nations aren't necessarily the powerhouses in the women's side of the sport, you know? Um, so it was, a, it was a big win for them. Sweden obviously taking out the massive powerhouse in women's football in the USA just uh, earlier, a few days earlier. So it was a huge scalp. I loved seeing um, some of the American media who were like, oh, you know, we lost to... Uh, we lost to Sweden and they'll probably win the World Cup. So, you know, we lose to the eventual champs. No, 
No, you don't. <laughs> Spain have taken that away from you. Uh, you know what I find interesting, Shad, is when you look at the rankings, um, you know, the world rankings for women, how does that even work? Because we're sitting at number 10 right now and we're if we beat England, uh, Spain are number six, so it would be a, a, a 10 versus six final. If we actually win the World Cup, we don't shoot to the top of the rankings, do we? I'm not entirely sure what the defining factor in the rankings were, but I would imagine that we would jump pretty high when you consider that a lot of the teams above us didn't make it to the quarters or semis Yeah, in that regard. Like France will probably stay pretty high because they played us last round. Sweden will probably stay up there. US might drop down from number one in the world. That could that could change. There's, there's some sort of points tally which i totally don't understand i thought you would just have a better idea sorry for dropping it on you no i don't but, i'm even looking at the rankings and there's but, a plus minus on it and it's kind of it's a little bit i think it's like yeah, but yeah, america I'm have 2090 sure. points if you drop down to australia at 10 we're only at 1900 points well i think a big issue with us is how much football we play Right, you know, the, okay. the Americans play in the, like, just in the lead-up to the World Cup, I believe they were playing in a in a Copa America-style competition yeah, yeah. Um, as well. So it's, it's a, it depends on how much you play. So we'll jump up those rankings pretty highly, though, I reckon, yeah, looking at would, some of the teams that are above us that have dropped out early in this tournament. So it should be good. But tonight is the big one. Tonight is the one that we're all about, mate. We are going to be playing the old enemy can we make it what, uh, I mean, it's kind of like, what would it be? A queen sweep? No, a king sweep if we can beat the, if we can beat the bombs. You mean in- like a, a king ashes sweep? Yeah, well, like, you know, if you, I was going to call it a queen sweep when, when Queensland was looking to win three straight. But if we beat England in the netball, beat them in the ashes... Uh, or retain the ashes, whatever, <laughs> and so, then yeah. you know beat them in a in a FIFA Women's World Cup final. Uh, final. That's bloody awesome as well. <laughs> That's got to be a king sweep, queen sweep, whatever it is. It's pretty special, but uh, you know what? It's even better. Is just not caring about the English. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Fair Which I enough. think is what they do to us. <laughs> so um, I think we've got to get to that point where we just don't care. Oh, mate, they'll care. They'll be going off right now. You know what? I've, this is what I've imagined and I've said this to some mates. It's like, you know what my dream is? My dream is for Sam Kerr to kick a winning goal, runs over to the corner post, and then they reenact the Barstow thing like the uh, Raiders did in the <laughs> during Try July in the NRL. So that it's like they reenacted as the celebration, just salt in the wounds. That'd be an amazing moment. <laughs> um, it would be. You know what? Also, uh, have you seen? Um, you know, lots of people are wearing their Matilda jerseys, and there's a little mm. bit of a, a stink about the fact that you can't get your hands on a goalie jersey. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I I'm trying to think. When I saw this story, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen goalkeeper kicks kits in general. Um, but I think it is a it is a missed opportunity in the terms of the merchandising world uh, for supporters um, because you know Arnold was the superstar of that final win against the French. Like she yeah, played she the entire time, didn't get subbed off. Brick wall. I love the photos that were going up. People just taking photos of brick wall, being like, "Oh, what a great mural someone's put up of uh, <laughs> Arnold this weekend." Uh, it is a bit of a shame, but I mean, I don't see Nike or Adidas doing it anytime soon. Um, when you think that goalkeepers don't get celebrated enough, I feel in the world of football. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I tell you what, if there was a if there was a Arnold jersey available, I'd be keen to buy one. Yeah, me too. The FIBA Basketball World Cup is well, it's nearly here. It starts on the twenty fifth of August, uh, and Australia's little warm up comp uh, Boomers versus the World. I think that's just the worst name ever because it's kind of like what the world is. Um, <laughs> it's it's an indictment on the current political situation in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we beat Venezuela ninety seven forty one, which is massive, on Monday, and tonight we play Brazil. Yeah, oh man, I'm I'm excited to see what we can do in this FIBA World Cup at the end of the month. About we actually ten days away. Uh, man, Giddy, Green Mills, Thibault, it's going to be epic. Uh, to see how far of a deep run we can do. When you say versus the world, the US aren't in there. Just saying. <laughs> like, there's no there's no, no US no. players in there. No, uh, there's only like three teams in, in this little versus yeah. the world thing, isn't there? Yeah, I think it's a, yeah, it's a pretty low level mix. But with that said, and we've said this on the podcast before, the rest of the world, as it's dubbed a lot of the time when they play the US... Um, is stronger than the US at the moment. The talent pool has been spread across so many nations now because the ever-expanding reach of the NBA Mm. and the talent pool of the NBA that, you know, this is going to be quite an exciting FIBA World Cup to watch, you know. We're one of those rising nations. So I'm excited. I'm pumped. How will we go? I think we'll win it. You think we're going to win? I genuinely think we're going to win the FIBA World Cup. Like, would you put your money on it? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, Interesting. Yeah. I think we're going to win. I think we're going to come in, yeah, real strong. I, I think that uh, some we, we, got the, we got the bronze at the Olympics um, you know, and we were very competitive um, and, you know, it was a few shots off getting all the way through. Yeah. I think we're going to be stronger. I think we're fielding a stronger side in terms of the form of some of these players, the experience among this team, I think that we could take this whole thing out. I like hearing this sort of confidence, Shad. All right, we're going to take a quick break, talking AFL, NRL and NFL in just a moment. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. Shad, we've seen some interesting turnarounds at the end of the AFL season. Uh, we saw the Carlton with their massive push over the last sort of seven, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Swans have had a late season surge and they've made it back into the top eight. I didn't think it was going to happen. Um, and there's only two rounds to go. This is crazy. I mean, this is the same in the NRL as well. But the, the last round, last two rounds in the AFL and the NRL have really shaken up what is going on in the bot, in the, what would you call it? The bottom, if it's a top eight, but it's like more the bottom four of the eight. What would that be? The second third. <laughs> second quarter. <laughs> what would it be? Anyway, fifth to eight, basically. Bottom of ladder. the top eight. It's yeah. all up for grabs in the bottom of the top eight. Thank you for someone figuring out how to say it properly. Uh, in the AFL, like you said, the surge from Carlton to go up and be on 50 and fifth. St Kilda uh, still hanging on at six. But the Swanee story has been phenomenal because their wins have come over the top of teams who were above them, which is 
what you need. That's exactly what you desire at the at the end of the season if you're going to string some wins together. But in terms of in the hunt, the in the hunt list stretches all the way down to really Geelong at 11th. I mean, you've got two rounds left. They're on 42 points. They're the outside chance to get in. And then it is 10th to 8th. Bulldogs, Aston and Giants are all on 44. Sydney are alone on 46. That 7th and 8th position is really up for grabs in these last two games. Like, they're very important for all of those teams, and not to mention St Kilda trying to get over the top of Carlton at fifth. I don't don't think Geelong have a chance, uh, but uh, GWS Giants definitely do. Yeah, 44 points. I mean, look, the points differential as well is kind of pretty tight between it's so GWS tight. to Bulldogs. It's really tight all the way up to Bru- to to Melbourne, really. Yeah, I mean, well, Melbourne's... F- oh, yeah, you're right, actually, 56. <laughs> so it's like, it's a tight chase towards the end of the season here. I mean, obviously, yeah. we are Swans and... And yep. Carlton bias on this pod, but uh, let's quickly give credit where credit's due. I mean, Carlton yeah, are sure. on a two, four, six, seven game winning streak, about to take on the Gold Coast. Hello, uh, and <laughs> in, in in the media, people, the news is basically, you know, Collingwood have to win the next two games to hold their top spot. But um, you know, they're out on sixty eight. Uh, Brisbane, who's you know second, are only on sixty. So even if Brisbane won two games and Collingwood didn't, they'd be drawn first on the ladder. So yeah, you know I, I, Collingwood, even if they bugger up the last two matches, they're still they're eight points basically clear number Brisbane. one. Yeah, yeah. Let's, re- let's relax with that kind yeah, of chatter. Yeah, it's yeah. more about who who out of Port Adelaide and Brisbane are going to take that two spot. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is exciting. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's this is what you love, mate. You love meaningful football before the finals. You love finals come early. Mm. That's what you love. And the same's going on in our mates over in the NRL. So, this is exciting. It's very exciting. Shall we talk NRL? There's been a couple of bombshells. There's conspiracy theories. There's all sorts. Do we talk Payne Huss or Pangai Jr.? Well, but. let's go Payne Haas. I mean, it's the biggest story at all. The will he, won't he? When's he where's he going to go? There was so much talk. $1.5 million offer from the Western Force of all teams to try and get him over to rugby. Blah, blah, blah. I felt like, I think a lot of us thought it was just a lot of just fake kind of grandstanding from a manager to try and get the deal they desire from the Broncos. A lot of the chatter was saying he wanted to know about life after footy, a team that was going to set him up for that. But then the argument for that is, is what better team in the NRL is suited to set you up for life after footy than the Broncos? Maybe the Roosters? That'd be it when you talk about the connections that these clubs have for what you want to do post-football. But the news has mm. come out over the last uh, two days that Payne Haas is now going to sign not the long-term deal everyone thought. It's a three-year extension worth 3.5 milli. So what, what's that work out to be? 1.25 or something? It's just under 1.2, yeah, 0.175. 1.75 per year keeps him at Red Hill. And to be honest, you probably that's probably the better option for him because if you think if he keeps himself healthy and stuff in three years' time, he'll be looking for even more as the salary cap increases as it does every year moving forward. News.com.au are calling him the richest man in rugby league. <laughs> uh, 
I reckon that's a bit of an exaggeration. Don't you reckon... Who do you reckon would be the richest man in rugby well, league? Well, didn't... Uh, whoa, I mean, didn't, didn't and, Tom Alolo sign a 10-year deal that was worth just under $1 million per year on average? So that would make him earning more money on his contract. Daly Cherry Evans' contract overall would be worth more. Yeah, but but so do, also, what do we call the richest? I mean, that's yeah, a true. big contract. I think the richest... That's a per year... Richest per contract per year... In Broncos history, yeah, but I don't know if you look at some of the former rugby league players. There's some pretty and some of these players are very smart with their money as well. When you think that some some of the investments that some of these guys have got, um, I would be fascinated (laughs) to see. I think a few of them are probably in the horses, uh, like Billy Slater was. I I would be thinking Benny Elias. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know how legitimate all of his money is. Just saying. Anyway, moving on. Well, so we're not talking about legitimacy. We're talking about money. Allegedly, guys. We're just all saying allegedly. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, it was all, it was all a bit of fun. All, all a bit of fun, guys. Oh, a good bit of comedy there. It's all bit just a bit of fun, you know. Um, this is good news for the so Broncos, the cons- but it's also going to be interesting for the cap pressure, I think. They've got a lot of people that are going to want to get paid that are in positions that get paid more than what a prop generally does. So what about the sudden retirement of Bulldogs forward Tavita Pangai Jr.? And it came... Apparently, just before the Payne Huss decision, is there any link there? Do you think? No, I don't think so. I think that um, I, I kind of feel a little bit for for Tavita Pangai Jr. I mean, he, he he played Origin again this year. It wasn't great. He got it slammed by um, you know New South Wales media and stuff for that. I, I think that there's an element of when you don't want to play league anymore, you don't want to play anymore. It's kind of fascinating to say that you don't want to play league anymore and go and get punched in the face. But there's paydays there. He's seen it happen with like ex-players that move into the boxing arena. I think it's a good good kind of move. I mean, hey, if you're going to get a concussion, you might as well get paid a couple of million dollars for it. He's going to have a fight that's worth 15 grand. Yeah, but he's trying I to be... I guess it's 15 grand in yeah, one it's night. it's 15 grand in one night. I think, I think that there's... I think that there's a growing sentiment around this whole... You know, ex-rugby league players. Because Asafa Solomon is going to be boxing as well now. I think we're reaching that point again. You know how everything goes full circle? Yeah. You know, even in fashion, like jorts are back, apparently, I was reading. Yeah. It's exciting. I think that that era of league players boxing is kind of resurfacing again. I know it's always been there, but, like, you know, a lot more players are going to start doing it Well, Liam it again. Knight's having a fight in October. I know that much. Oh, there you go. See? Look at that. Imagine copying a punch from Liam Knight. That wouldn't be fun. I don't even want to imagine. It hurts me, just the thought. (laughs) Um, Did you see... Have you ever seen this movie, um, Blindside, about the... Yes. It's such a good film. Apparently, the bloke that that movie is actually about, Mm. um, he's upset that the, the movie kind of made the 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 people out to be better than they were because they didn't actually even adopt him they sort of became his guardians they they didn't give him any money after selling his story and so he's he's suing them. yeah so this is kind of like a case of conser- is it called conservatorship the same thing that happened to britain conservatorship um, yeah yeah, they essentially had that over him when he was uh, in their like, care or whatever and they basically ripped him off with this movie and it made it sound like that this mother figure was this uh, you know amazing woman that helped him through all of these kind of moments and now we're finding out that this was actually all bullshit. This was a business They made woman. millions. Yeah. yeah, they made millions of dollars off his story. They saw him as a meal yeah, ticket, used him, him up. Yeah. 
invested him and kicked him out. And uh, I think it's it's quite sad and it's kind it's of... It's disgusting. Yeah, it's shocked a lot of people because also, wasn't this the first Academy Award that, that Sandra Bullock won? Was for this movie? I don't know. I think as well. I don't know. So, like, there's a, there's a lot of, like, knock-on effect from this kind of story. It, but it also speaks to, like, the checks and balances of Hollywood, which they'll never fix. But, like, <sighs> for a guy to have... It was such a, like, a cult. So in, in this world of sport, especially the NFL, it's like a cult movie. And now it's like it's like finding out that a certain... It's like finding uh, out that Michael that- Jackson f- may or may not have done some bad things. And then he can't That never listen- happened, all right? You're, that was a lot of bad just, people I, trying to bad mouth the You can't listen man. to the music anymore. And now you can't watch Blindside. <laughs> you can't watch the sport. Can't watch Blindside anymore. Exactly. They took us... For our blind side. Yeah, they, they blindsided us. They blindsided me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty brutal. I reckon he'll get his money. I'm I think it's good. You've got to find out more about this. All the money. Crazy. I hope he gets all Same. the money. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yes, LAED, the world's smallest defibrillator. And we'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. Hey, Stephen Ferris here, one half of Fire Up. I'm here with the great Chris Gale, the other half of Fire Up. And Stephen, we've had a lot of fun with rugby league over the years, but with the way the concussions and HIAs are going, I give the game about five years. It's looking dark and gloomy, Chris. So you may as well come and tune into the Fire Up podcast now and listen to the last days of rugby league. As we see the little stuff, it's a soap opera and you're going to love it. Find Fire Up on any podcast app.